How's it going? I'm Ryan. This is Brooke. And I'm Nathaniel. And we are Nerd Level 9000. Go check us out on Twitter at NL9000, Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Level 9K, Instagram is Nerd Level 9K, and we haven't been using SoundCloud as much. We ran into an issue with the uh, timing allowed to upload, but uh, we're on Patreon at Nerd Level 9K, and we've adjusted that a little bit. So that now you can actually listen for free on Patreon the same time it's available on iTunes for people that don't have Apple or an iPhone. Um, And go check us out on iTunes as well. And just search Nerd Level 9000 and look for us. And uh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) We've kind of tried to shorten that social media thing all. (laughs) Got to the point where here's here's SoundCloud, here's Patreon. Yeah, here's here's nine different things. (laughs) So we, I mainly, think we need a Tumblr too. <laughs> no, we don't need a damn Tumblr. <laughs> I need to get into that. I would never I'm, get out. I have some strong and popular opinions that I feel like I need to share. <laughs> well, we're gonna really uh, try to track down that twelve-year-old girl, kind of. What? <laughs> Demographic. <laughs> that, that's the one. <laughs> not the single twelve-year-old yeah, oh, girl. We're not gonna try and track down a twelve-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> All bi- right, segue. The business major can't remember the word demographic. Yeah, what the hell? Pathetic. You uh, are dumb. <laughs> that's funny. Somebody asked me the other day what six times fourteen was, and I was like, I don't know that. And then I was like, a half a second later, I was like, Oh, I do know that. And I answered it, and then he was like, Why did you say that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I did know it. It just took me a I second. Just, I think I just assumed that I didn't know it. My my automatic response to math is I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Oh, wait, eighty four. That's my response to math. Yeah, I used to do that. Like, someone would ask me a question, and I'd be like, so, and I'd repeat the question because I'm just giving myself time to think. <laughs> like, like I don't know it well enough to just answer. Can't count that high. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, so this week, um, I don't know if neither of y'all got to watch the actual Nintendo Direct, correct? No. No. Nope. Direct, correct? Um, so they announced uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. It leaked a couple of days before, uh, I think it was patents or something, you know, someone had found because people have enough time to actually look through the internet and look at codes and stuff. Yeah. But uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon got confirmed holiday 2016. Which is cool. I know you've played a lot more of the Pokemon Nathaniel than I have. Oh yeah. So I have played. I have probably beaten Pokemon games a total of every time a hundred times, <laughs> like separate Pokemon games, and both like playing one game and then beating it and then just like restarting. I just love the process of leveling your characters up, and I, I'll go through them and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna make an all water party this time. And I'll be like, okay, how do I do the best water party? Okay, well I want to have ones. They have access to different abilities and things like gotta that. Gotta have so. Gyarados. Yeah. Yeah, gotta have Gyarados. Well, <laughs> the thing about Gyarados is, in some games, he's water and flying, and that is not a good combination, because you get insta-killed by everything. <laughs> insta-shit on? Is that insta- what you're going to say? Yeah, that is what I was going to say. <laughs> you get insta-shit on by... If something hits you with any electrical attack whatsoever, you're done. You're done. And that's why... That's why the argument of Charizard versus Pikachu is... 
irrelevant. Pikachu wins. Pikachu just wins that fight. Because Charizard is flying. One Thunderbolt, he's done. He's gone. You get a Pikachu Wings with a high special attack. Okay, we're getting a little weird with this. But, uh, <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting really Pokemon in this yeah, episode. <laughs> I'm getting into the, like, once they got into the, the, you could do, like, special training and EV training and things like that. It's like, whoa, this is way in depth. Today in Pokemon theory class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My nephew knows nothing. And he was like, everybody's playing Pokemon. Like, I've watched a few, like, episodes. And I was like, well, which one are you watching? He was 151. I was like, well. Yeah, that's really cool. And he goes, nobody knows what that is. Um, what is wrong with these kids? I'm going to smack you with some knowledge. I thought you were about to tell <laughs> me that. you going to smack kids with knowledge. Well, I thought you were about nephew. to tell me that your nephew had a different opinion about the Pokemon or the Pikachu Charizard fight. I was going to be like, that little motherfucker doesn't know what he's talking about. I was like, I'll fight him right now. You're trying to find the cards so he could explain to people that Pokemon didn't look like furniture before. <laughs> What, just because one of them looks like a candelabra now? It's <laughs> like, oh, like a chair. <laughs> I've looked. They're like, I just imagine them sitting around in the Nintendo office like, alright, we need a new Pokemon. They call them chairs. We're sitting at a desk. This what desk about desk? Be pretty cool. Deskitution. <laughs> that sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, there's a bottle. It's a yeah. bottle now. Yeah. This is a bottle. What can he level up into? A liter pile. <laughs> two liter. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with the two liter. His main attack is spew. <laughs> Charizard cast leg. <laughs> God. I hope that's not what it's coming to. <laughs> I hope so. I'd love to play an RPG where my I might name my next Charizard. This Charizard. sounds like what a grandma would call call Charizard. Like, hey, yeah. you got them Charizards. <laughs> Oh man, there's one Pokemon that I always like. If it's in the game, I'll try and get it because it's just insane. Like Gardevoir, it's just uh, you want 151. That's where I oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's it is most analogous to Alakazam. Mm. Okay. You played? Did you play the like Pokemon Red and Blue? Yeah. Yeah. Alakazam was bonkers. He could he could kill everything because back then the only weakness psychic types had was to bug, and bugs were shit. Yeah. Bugs were terrible. So you could just like you could just free. <laughs> roll over everyone if you had an Alakazam, and that is he is one of my favorites. But Gardevoir has a better special attack and speed. Uh, different things. <laughs> I don't want to get into why Gardevoir is a better Pokemon. We'll have a different Pokemon episode. <laughs> yeah. When Pokemon Sun and Moon come out, we will discuss oh in gosh. further detail. I can't believe I found out about that when you told me this earlier. Yeah. I had not seen that. I am so no. excited about it. So they actually had the. Pokemon Direct because yeah. it was the 20th anniversary yeah. of Pokemon Red and that Green I did in Japan. So, yeah. And that that was when Nintendo did the Direct. I'd never watched one of the Directs before, uh-huh. and it was actually really cool. It's just a six-minute, like, just a quick, very fan service, very like, hey, here's this major announcement from Nintendo. We're going to tell you about this, this, and this. Get excited. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not just this whole long, drawn-out thing. And uh, I really appreciated it, actually. No, I can say legitimately, I want a 3DS now. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'd, I'd like to get one. And, you know, you and I have talked about it before, Brooke, about getting one. But it kind of turns into, well, when when can we play a mobile game like that? Well, mm-hmm. I am going to be able to have a, a baby on a boob and a 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> baby on a boob with a 3DS in my hands. It's a I'm happy camper. There's our episode title. <laughs> Just, that's what type of mom I am. I had my Vegeta yeah. shirt on today, and we were out 
all these moms were dressed really cute. And I was like, <laughs> damn it, I have a Vegeta shirt on. <laughs> I was like, I'm so much cooler than them. <laughs> You're not hip. I'll have fun myself now. <laughs> Did that woman just clap? <laughs> what is her problem? <laughs> really quick single clap. That's my wife's thing. Yeah. Better off. <laughs> I have a baby on the boat. The 3DS. Oh, man. Damn it, bro. <laughs> you know you miss living with us. I do. It was so funny. No, I actually, I had a 3DS for a while. I don't know what happened to it. Um, you had a 3DS, really? I don't, no, it wasn't a 3DS. I'm sorry. It was just the uh, DS. DS. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was before the 3DS, but it was after the SP. The SP was the last one I played religiously. Um, yeah. The DS, I just played the <laughs> Mario or WarioWare touched. Mm-hmm. All I played. All sorry. I ever played on it. He's lying. He but, had the Nintendogs. Played the shit out of Nintendogs. I actually did. <laughs> the, the saddest thing is there are a lot of starving Nintendogs right now. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence for the Nintendo dogs. Yeah. Okay. Good well, job. And, <laughs> but uh, so the SP. So the last one I really played was actually I didn't even get in the SP Pokemon games. I don't believe. I think I played the original. I played. I have still yellow, blue, and red. Yeah. And those are like no. Oh, I have silver and gold and yeah. platinum. So I have up to that point. And then I didn't play any of those other ones. Um, I just yeah. never did. I, did. I didn't have anything to play them on, and that was when I was a little bit older and didn't have the time of yeah. you know, sitting in the back seat like playing Pokemon and stuff. But uh, I really enjoyed them, and I've gone back and played those a couple of times. Yeah. Um, My brother sold mine. Uh, so. Didn't he have the Pikachu? No, I I had the Pikachu like when it first came out. The Game Boy Color, like yeah. Just came out a week later. It was gone. My brother had sold it. Oh, no. But I got another one. So there you go. That's okay. My mom was cool like that. My first experience with Pokemon, I got Pokemon Yellow way, way back in the day. Like, I was so young. And I sucked ass at it. It was it. such a dumb thing to suck at. Because they're so easy. They're easy, easy, easy games. But, because... In Pokemon Yellow, you start with Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first gym is a rock and ground-based gym. <laughs> Pikachu does not do shit. I can't tell you how long I played that game and just could not beat Brock. I had a level... The time I beat him, I beat him by just using Quick Attack over and over and over. My Pikachu was so badass at that point. Because I just leveled him up. He was like level 20. Because <laughs> I had to go in there and just punch the shit out of Onyx. <laughs> My Pikachu is headbutting this Onyx to death. That's how I beat the first game. And ever since then, ever since I beat that very first gym leader, I've been hooked on these games. That and then the first time I played uh, Silver and Gold, I loved those because it was like, oh my god, I love these other Pokemon games mm. so much. Now here's new Pokemon and they're different, and it's not the game I've beaten four or five, six mm. times. And that was really cool, but I still feel so guilty about being bad at the very first Pokemon game. So I guess I lied because it's not the original 151 because I did play the Platinum and they yeah. start. They, but at that point, they'd only really added like legendaries and. Like Mewtwo yeah. and Mew and some of those, and they hadn't really gone crazy. And then I think right at that point is when it was like they started adding 
yeah. a bunch of the other ones, and I was like, ah. gold and silver were reasonable because it yeah. was it was you know it's still good stuff. I don't know how um, many there are now. Do you? Uh, there's blue and red, and then no, not games, Pokemon. <laughs> oh, Pokemon! I have no idea about the extra number of Pokemon. I'm trying to think of expansions. Though. There's blue and red, gold, silver, uh, platinum, platinum. Um, Yellow. Just the, the core ones, not the... Because blue and red, gold, silver, and then is it ruby, sapphire? Yes. And then ruby, sapphire, and then I think it's... XY. No, there's black and white. Oh. Then XY. Oh, okay. See, and I then, didn't keep up And then it. they've been rehashing them. And I don't like the rehashes very much. Like, I play leaf them, they're, red they're fine. Leaf green and... Yeah, I don't know about that. So, I guess they're doing them again? Like... Well, when they come to 3DS... So, having not kept up with them as long as I have, it hasn't yeah. been necessarily something I've focused on a whole lot. Um, it sounds like they're just ports of the original coming to the 3DS, is basically what it seems yeah. like. Cool. And, uh, I mean, it's going to have Missing No and all that has been confirmed. No yeah, so they're, they're leaving the glitch Pokemon in there, and I remember that. I remember fucking going to, uh, can't even remember the name of the city... Was it Viridian? No. No, Can't it remember. was the island. Yeah. I remember Can't. the trainer that was the fire trainer. Yeah. And you I remember... Like, sail up and down. Yeah, <laughs> sail up and down and up and down and up and down. And you'd also get all the rare candies, so I leveled up oh, so yeah. my fucking Pokemon that way. Just by cheating and fucking... I broke a lot of games with Missing No. Because <laughs> I was just using like a Pokemon. Yeah. You should not do that. <laughs> that will fucking ruin your game. Because then I would, like, I remember what broke my game finally was I had a Ponita that I wanted to level to Rapidash. And it was cool, and somehow I did something with Missing No to do that. I remember where I was when this happened. I was in North Carolina at my grandparents' house. And all of a sudden, it just kept leveling up. And it kept leveling up. And it got to 100. And it just kept leveling up. And it kept leveling up. <laughs> and I couldn't stop it. I didn't be and it wouldn't do anything. So I just had this Rapidash that would not stop leveling up. And I could not access any of the rest of my game. Like, I turned it off and turned it back on, and it just wouldn't work. It was bullshit. <laughs> Missing no ruin my game. And it's my fault a little bit for cheating super hard, but... And I remember being a little kid and being so frustrated because I I had all the different games, but I didn't have a link cable. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I couldn't get, like, half the Pokemon yeah. like between the games. I was like, but I really want this one. Yeah. And I probably only had to ask... I don't know if I ever asked my parents for a link cable, but just internally as a little eight-year-old child, I was frustrated as hell. Yeah. Like, hey, your parents totally would have bought you one. Yeah, I mean, they were probably, what, ten bucks? Like, <laughs> That's my issue now. <laughs> like, well, I really want an Alakazam now, uh-huh. but to get an Alakazam, you have to trade a Pokemon to do it. Because he levels up on trade. Well, Kadabra. apparently now what they're doing is they're making it so that you can play red, blue, and green and save them to, like, a Pokemon online storage, basically, and then download those to your Sun and Moon games. That's so really cool. That, so it, it's finally allowing the transfer from the old games to the new ones. From what it seems like, though, it seems like you kind of got to start over and play it through. Yeah. But once you play it through, you can download them and save yeah. them out there to that online storage. So... I think that's my favorite part, though, is playing them through. Oh, yeah. Like, once I beat it, they I long. Like, they're easy, too. They're yeah. easy, they're not long, and I like the experience of, like, ooh, I can, you know, you know, combining the lower-level ones, I don't care so much for the high-end, like, oh, I gotta train this one to do this. But that said, that's the only game I've ever played on my 3DS, mm-hmm. 
So it's effectively like a two hundred dollar Pokemon machine. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo got me with that one. They got me good. I'm really concerned about getting a 3DS now. I was looking up on Hastings. Want to go to Hastings now? <laughs> yeah. I feel so, like I deserve that. <laughs> have you paid any attention at all, or do you think you'll pick up an NX? We probably will know. as a household. I don't know much, much about the NX. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot been revealed. Apparently, we're, I've heard of it. No, we're looking in the next couple of months to hear some more about it. Um, but that's just hearing more. I don't know release dates, obviously, any of that. But uh, it will end up picking one up, probably. We bought the Wii U, and we would have kept it if we'd probably already been moved out and already had my new job and everything. Yeah. Um, we probably would have ended up keeping the Wii U because there's been times we wish we still yeah. had it. Twilight Princess came out and like I want to be able to play that. Um, so we'll probably pick it up just because I love Nintendo. I mean, I you know growing up I had a PS One and an N sixty four, and you know now it kind of died really with <laughs> the N sixty four. I didn't even have a GameCube until uh, six months ago or so. I never I played GameCube. GameCube. I yeah. had I got it when it came out when it was a hundred dollars like came with Wind Waker I think yeah because <laughs> at one family's house I had the Sony PS One which went to PS Two then I had the N sixty four and I actually got a PS Two at the other house <laughs> just because that made it easier to bring games back and forth and yeah. do all that so um, and then from then on I just had a PS three and then I bought my own PS four so. I, I really want I want Nintendo to be good again. Like that that's the bad thing. It's unfortunate thing. that it's come to that where you can even have that opinion because there was mm-hmm. a time and it was like it was, they were the kings. Nintendo was dominating. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've heard some stuff about like what they could do with their licenses because they own licenses. So it's little classic characters, and even that's if they don't get like they just stay in the software and get out of the hardware market, which I think is kind of where they're pushing. Yeah, yeah they've. They're, they're already talked quite a bit about that. But oh my god. Like, can you imagine how much, how huge it would be to be able to play Mario on PS4? Like, that would, that would be an event. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that would be Zelda? awesome. Holy shit. Smash Bros. Can you imagine Smash Bros on a PS4? Like, <laughs> I can't right now because I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that sounds incredible. So yeah, I mean, I, I'd be really interested. The, the issue with that is that's all I have. Yeah. At this point, that's what they have, or their licenses and their trademarks. And once they get rid of that, they'll they'll do that with their final bow out. Like, I think I think that's their final. You yeah. win. Here we go. Like that'll be their, uh... especially at least out of hardware. Obviously, they they would still be in it because oh, they would yeah, own yeah, those yeah. licenses Absolutely. and that character and stuff. But they but they'd be basically a company of royalties at that point. But I mean, they could. Uh... You know, even if they do that and they take the resources they're putting into, I think they'll still do some of the mobile things like 3DS and all that. But even if they take all their licenses and just use them on other people's platforms and continue to develop those games and develop those brands and things like that, they can still do really, really, really well. Now that I have a GameCube, I'd like to go back and play some of the Mario's and stuff that I missed out on. Yeah. Like Sunshine and Galaxy mm-hmm. and some of those. I, I mean, I stopped at Super Mario 64. That's yep. what I had. And it's an awesome one. I still would go back and play it now. But anyway, 
this is going to turn into the longest news segment I think we've ever had. It's definitely our longest Pokemon segment. Sorry, you brought up Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon's a very sensitive subject at this table. Oh, dude, I love it so much. I love it to a disturbing degree. I just have so many fond memories of Pokemon. I don't want to hear about your fondling memories. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just have so many memories of. Anyway, what's the next? <laughs> so, so, in this second topic, uh, the HTC Vive is $800 price point. Yeah. Reactions. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so, know, man. Uh, I'm not getting one. That's my reaction. Well, yeah, that's always not a reaction because at that point, I mean, we would have to buy a new computer rig and everything. So, I mean, you're looking at probably close to a $2,000 investment in order to run this machine. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I I already have a computer that can handle it, and honestly, like, that's not even true. To handle it, I would have to to upgrade my graphics card. Yeah, so that's three hundred dollars exactly. And you just built yours, like, yeah. I just built it. Granted, I budget built it. I yeah, I spent about nine hundred dollars, but I wanted to keep it under a thousand. And to do that, I bought a nine sixty graphics card instead of a nine seventy or a nine eighty. And that's how they do the uh, yeah. like quality is the 60, mm-hmm. 70, 80. I should have just gone ahead and bought the 980. And I knew this when I did it, but I so wanted to just knock that. Because I got a 960 for like $170. Whereas a 970 is like $300. So I was like, oh my God, that's so good. And the thing know, is about $130, you know, I, I think the graphics card is probably the one thing to not. It is knock. the one thing to not. Uh, budget on, but I got a good deal. It's still pretty high end. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not high end like HTC Vive or Oculus high end, but it's still a good graphics card. Seen good reviews about it. It fit in my case, which is a big concern for me. So it, it was a good decision, but then it's one. It's like, man, it is not a future proof graphics yep. card. No, not that any of them are, but you no, kind of give yourself some time. Thing is, you get a nine eighty, and probably within a year or two. Yeah, you're looking at it being a couple years at most. But yeah, exactly. So nine sixty, it's gonna be up. Yeah. So basically, to fix my graphics card, I spend like three hundred dollars every two years. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's just another reason I don't get into computer gaming. But <laughs> yeah, just because it looks a little bit but, better. Oh my god! <laughs> when it's when it's clicking on all cylinders, you're just like, hell yeah! I put this thing together. I bought it. I screwed all the screws in. I plugged all the wires in, and this motherfucker looks incredible. If I had the extra money and stuff, I would. Mainly because a lot of those rigs and stuff do. They're beautiful. I mean, they're just beautiful desktops. Yeah. I just mean the ones at the score that that guy built. They're, yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And they built 10 of them. Yep. God. So, I mean, just gaming rigs in general are just very pretty. Yeah. And they're really nice to look at. But. But, yeah. Know, anyway, so $800, I mean, and compared to the Oculus, it's 6 Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, you can already see the price war starting. Like, yeah. here, here's the match, and I think there's just no way. Sony is not going to come out and touch either one of these. Probably, I would argue, not in quality either, Like, yeah. it, it, but definitely not in price. They couldn't come out and charge $800. They couldn't charge twice the console price for oh, an no. accessory. Uh-huh. But so, the thing is, like, uh, I'm pretty sure that their product is going to have a processor box. So... They can make up for because PS4 compared to a gaming rig is not even close. Yeah. Like no, gaming no. rig, just and it's not going to better. Console. I mean, that's will. why they're cheaper. Is it's conven- It's a convenience thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you get everything you need right there. Uh, but if they can come out and sell theirs for four hundred dollars, 
Which I don't think they'll get over the price of console. I'd be really surprised. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they went 400 And but, plus it just benefits them so much right now to undercut Oculus. Yep. That they can just grab so much of that market right away. Because I feel like Oculus is going to come down over the years. Same thing with Vibe. That price is going to come down over the years once they develop the technology more. Because it's so prohibitive right now. Mm-hmm. But if they can go ahead and just, you know, grab that many people, especially with PS4, they're just, like, pushing their advantage right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're already so far ahead. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's... Over 100 million? Yeah. Like, getting, getting close to that. I think they passed sure 50 it. million earlier this year, or earlier last year. Uh, I'd have to look that up for sure. Yeah. But... I mean, wouldn't it just look better, even if they did a $300, you know, setup? People that are kind of on the edge about a PlayStation 4 would probably go and get the PlayStation 4 and yeah. the, the I wonder VR. how much of the market, like, is like, well... Like, who's going to get into it just for the VR gaming? Who doesn't already have PS4 and just wants to get into VR gaming? Because if somebody is, like, playing PC games and they want to get into it, they already have yeah. probably a PC that can handle it. If they're going to spend the $800 that it would cost them to get the PS4 and the rig, then they're just going to buy the Vive or they're going to buy the Oculus. Yeah, but, I mean, there's probably people on the fence about still getting a PlayStation 4. That's true. And if it's... Yeah, I see how pretty much everybody has. <laughs> I wonder if they'll come out with some bundle, like a six hundred dollar bundle with the, like they did with the Connect. Yeah, oh, yeah. Know, the Connect. They will. Yeah. And, and, and it's, a, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Uh, I mean, if it came out, yeah. honestly, at four hundred, I think that would put me at the probably not phase. Yeah. If it came out at three, I seriously think about it, and we'd probably try to set some money aside. At two, I mean, I'll pick it up just out of convenience. You know, yeah. if it's somewhere between like two, two fifty, something. Man, if it's two hundred, two fifty dollars, I'll be is for and yeah, happy. Yeah, happy no, I, I really think I I could see them doing that, and that's what a lot of kind of uh, projectionists are kind of assuming for that. But I think a lot of that's been blown out of the water with six and eight hundred, and all we have left now are valves and Sony's. Yeah. So and Valve's is almost certainly going to be around the six to eight hundred dollar mm-hmm. mark. Yeah. Like, especially if they bring Half Life or something with it. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to imagine me spending six hundred dollars. <laughs> but if God, if they were released, and I think they'll do that. I think they'll definitely like. That's where the Half Life Three is going to come out. That's where the Portal Three is going to come out. Because do Portal and VR. Shut you know how fuck fucking trippy Shut that would be? Up. Like, a you know how sick I would get? <laughs> I would come through the ceiling. Yeah. Can you imagine doing the endless portal, like one on the ceiling, one on the floor, and jumping through no, it in VR? I can imagine you ripping my headset off and throwing it on the ground. I'm puking everywhere. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, That's why I yeah. have no intentions. I don't care about the VR right now. Don't. I don't see yeah. myself playing it. I, I think it'll it'll be an adjustment. I, I'd be interested. If it was that cheap, I'd be an early adapter. Otherwise, I'd wait. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'd wait at least a little bit. I don't think... sales. Like, my income back especially, but even yours, like, I don't think we're their targets right now. Like, yeah. Because, God, that's so much money. That's so much money. When... You gotta think, it's almost like another console, though. Yeah. You yeah. gotta think, if we're sure. halfway through this console life, then it's kind of at the point people have... <laughs> more or less recouped from buying a PS4. They're kind of in between, and they're not, you know. If a PS5 came out next year, then everybody would probably be able to be like, well, okay, you know, like, I'll buy it. 
Yeah. But instead, it's kind of this Oculus that's in between, and PS5 won't be for another two years, three years probably. Mm. And so it, a lot of people think that's a kind of a bad time to shoot it. I see how it could benefit in the sense that it's not... So they're ready for something else. Unless you're bundling it, it's not right next to a console launch. So people kind of have that gaming money they're ready to spend. Yeah. But I wonder what it would do to game sales. Anyways, that's a different... Yeah, different topic. Because if you're spending all your money on getting the VR... I mean, it'd almost certainly be bundled with enough stuff to keep you entertained for a while. Oh, no, I think... It'd be a long time until they came out with, like... I mean, un-VR games. I mean, like, non-related games, but, like, well, I guess I'm not going to buy this, this, and this, so I can buy the VR. Yeah. I think it'd be smart on the point of the developers not to schedule their releases around. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we don't know when some of it's going to be released. At least externally. Internally, they might. Yeah. I'm sure Sony's planning their exclusive releases well... You know, before and after. Oh, yeah, they have that shit down to a science. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that we can't even fathom. No. You know. but, but I think... All we know so- is that usually it comes out on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Sony, I think, does have an advantage with a lot of their IPs compared to HTC and uh, Oculus and some of those. Because the HTC's games that <laughs> were coming with it Stupid. were nothing. I mean, yeah. it was like Job Simulator and... Oh, wonderful. Maybe they have a job simulator Red Lobster. It's pretty much what it is. It's, it's like working... It's yeah, working at a fast food restaurant, I think. And, like, you're, like, doing... I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do with my VR headset. Is journey to the distant world of McDonald's and working... Wow, I really can't <laughs> wait to get home from my job <laughs> as a cook. Man, I really just want to kick back, relax, and Salt cook. <laughs> I don't like cooking for myself. <laughs> I don't want to cook for imaginary people. <laughs> That's really frustrating. I still have shrimp on my feet. And you gotta do the same stuff. You gotta still move your arms. Yeah. That's the worst part. I have to get up and move. The bottoms of my feet hurt. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's You're not getting paid for it. Yeah, I'm not getting paid for it. You spent money to do this to I yourself. I just think that's the money. Yeah, I spent $400. I can do my job at home. <laughs> do you work from home? I mean... Kind of. <laughs> Depending on the day. Depending on the day. And you'd probably be downgrading. It wouldn't be even Red Lobster. You'd probably be like a McDonald's or a Burger King line you'd be yeah. working on. Monotony is the game. <laughs> you said Monopoly? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> Get off your phone. I'm being funny over here. <laughs> so let's see here. Yeah, the job simulator is definitely going to be one of the launch games. Oh, no. So. What jobs come with it? <laughs> I want to an expansion pack. <laughs> I want to be an accountant today. <laughs> oh, God. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> As opposed to all the people that want to be line cooks. I mean, kids, you got to think. Get no, kids don't stuff. want to be accountants, trust me. We've had this discussion at work. Like, oh, it's accounting camp. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kids yeah. in your calculator. Kids yeah. would do the... I can't wait book. to go get beat up by the other camps. <laughs> Doing, like, chants, like, debits and credits and debits. <laughs> we should. He's an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're gay! <laughs> anyway, HCC is going to be expensive. The launch titles I'm not excited about. Uh, the biggest discrepancy for the price they're saying is going to come in the controllers. It comes with touch controllers, whereas the Vive. 
Yeah. yeah. The, the Oculus is going to launch with the Xbox controller. Yeah. yeah. And Vive comes with some other stuff too, doesn't it? Like stands and I mean, I know it's supposed I, to be like a full room thing. I think it comes with like uh, I don't even know what to call them, but I know it comes with you know auxiliary pieces. Like you can use just the headset, but you can also like take everything out of this room, put stuff in the corners, and it's a full like experience. It's interesting. That I mean, but it all has an extra room bit. in their house. Yeah, that's another thing. That's another prohibitive thing of like, like yeah, you. This is my VR room. It's exactly. like, because I rent this apartment. <laughs> this one room is expensive enough. I'm going to pay twice the rent so I can This is my VR, VR room. It's four by two and it's my closet. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> still a big fucking closet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my closet. My virtual reality closet. I like to go in here when I'm sad about things and yeah. <laughs> go do accounting work sitting in my job simulator. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much do that anyway. The homosexuality simulator, you play it in your closet. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Anyway, so on the next topic. (laughs) Uh, Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 have been announced for uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Which I I think is interesting. I love Resident Evil. Yeah. 4, 5, and 6. 4 was cool. 4 was cool. And I'm pretty sure it was 4 that I enjoyed so much. And I actually beat... Um, I didn't care about 6. I never played 6. Um, and I have still my PS1 director's cut of Resident Evil 1. So they've already brought over 1, 2, and 0. I think the only one they're missing, what, is 3? Resident Evil 3? Yeah. So like, Nobody cares about that. <laughs> unless they brought it over and I just didn't see it. So... I haven't played too much of Resident Evil games. Oh, they're, they're so fun. fun. Why is this a big deal? They're just, they're just I mean, it's a big deal just because I care about it more than anything. Because <laughs> I'll play enjoyed them. it. Yeah. I'll actually go back and play Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. I think I played some of them on the Wii, and it was it was terrifying, like, trying <laughs> to play these games in the dark on the Wii. Like, yeah. Like, you're shooting, and God, God knows, you know, it's going to run after you, and you're just... <laughs> Hitting people in the face with a nunchuck and shit. <laughs> but I, I mean, got hit myself in the face, not like other people, but you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I understand. <laughs> They're interesting games, though. They're fun. I mean, going back to, like I said, I have, on my PS1, I had Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut, because as a kid, I was into the scary zombies and Freddy Krueger and all that, and this was a scary game. Yeah. And I remember being scared, like, in that game. Like, some of the cutscenes, there's this one just very, uh, I guess it's just like a cornerstone cutscene that you'll see even reenacted in other games of this, like, zombie, and he's just, like, bent over, chewing on this guy, and you walk in the room, and, you know, they're kind of like, what's going on? And he kind of, he does this this slow turn, and just that scene, I remember that cutscene, I was like... That's scary. And then it cuts back into the game and you have to like shoot him and kill him and yeah. do all this. But I mean, they're they're pretty hard though. As a kid, especially. I mean, survival horror is kind of hard to comprehend. Like I wanna shoot it and you're out of bullets and there's no bullets. And they're fun co-op so, games too, to play with other people. I've never played them with anybody. Else. They're really fun. <laughs> so I don't have friends. We've discussed this. <laughs> I think on every podcast that's come up, I don't have friends. So <laughs> yeah, me and Nathaniel aren't friends with you. We're friends with each other. Yeah. You're an accountant. Like it's already been said, we're gonna meet you on that. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, new man. <laughs> 
people help me. <laughs> See how fast you answered that math question? Like, what's 6 and 14? You didn't miss a beat. Is it 84? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> As we're on nerd level 9,000. Thanks, dick. We're not talking that type of nerd. You're going to be the bully? You're not talking. You want to be the bully? We'll beat you up. We have friends. These are our friends listening to this. All uh, 12 people now. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my 12 friends from across the globe. (laughs) Beat you up. Anyway, in the last update for news, uh, I just wanted to give a quick update on Paragon. That I did go, yeah, I just, I I wanted to go back because we talked a little bit about it last week, but that was more of a, hey, we saw the trailer, we're excited. Yes. I did a little bit of looking up on it, and uh, I read an article from a guy who basically said that, to him, Paragon was most similar to Smite, which we'll get to in a minute, Mm -hmm. but he said it's not even close to Smite. Like, it still feels very different from that. Yeah. So... I, it looks interesting. Like I'm, I'm really excited about it, and I'm, I'm excited to see what differences it brings. I'm excited. I mean, I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that Brooke wants to play it, and she has an inner hatred for League of Legends. <laughs> Trust right. me, it seems so like it's a MOBA. It is. They have made yeah. no bones about that. Yeah. it is a MOBA. There are three lanes. There are minions. There is a nexus. There are yeah. towers. It's the, whole the, the same setup. It's beautiful. And it's, it's gorgeous. And it's how you want it to see it. It looks really good. I couldn't believe, like, and we talked about this a little bit when I went home that night after our recording our last podcast. Uh, I couldn't believe that it was it was crossplay. It was crossplay between Is PS4 it, and PC. Did you confirm that? Because yes. I never you, confirmed it. So they, yeah, they talk about it in several of the videos I watched. They talk about people like alpha testers. That is what they're doing. It is completely crossplay. I can play on console, or I can play on PC, and you can play on console. We can play together. And that really interests me. They like, said it was such a non-issue to the point where some of their uh, developers were choosing to play with PS4 controllers hmm. instead of playing on the PC. Because it was, it was such an easy thing. It's so much more about positioning and timing and that more than reaction skills. Like a, It's not a first-person shooter. First-person shooter, you get destroyed if you're playing console versus PC. Because they can literally just react faster. Yeah. Move their hand half an inch and turn 360 degrees. Exactly. But... It's not like that. It's not like that at all. It's so much more about your, you know, when do you go in? It's like it's like league. Like you don't have to be super mechanically adept to play mm-hmm. league. Depending strategically, on who you're playing, yeah. but you have to be strategic. You have to know. You have to almost get inside the mind of the opponent. That's one of the things I liked about league. I wasn't that good at it because I would get so obsessed from my own perspective. Yeah. But just of you're the, super aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> of just you know, especially <laughs> most specifically junglers. You know, yeah. like okay, this guy is going to be most likely nine percent of player to going through this place at this time, doing this, yeah. and I'm going to grab it. Like, yep. And and there's just that whole like mind game. You know, where they're going to be? What time to use what ability? That yep. type of stuff. And from everything I've seen about it, it is absolutely that. Absolutely that. I mean, like I said, I'm really interested to play. Did you see what I was talking about, about actually being able to see where the turrets in Yes, that and stuff? is really cool. Yes. And the fact that you attack this little thing at the base of the turret, but there is this huge, exhilarating, terrifying, fuck you cannon that is <laughs> over you. It looks so good. That's what I was surprised by when I was watching you play the Smite Alpha. 
just a minute ago. I was surprised by how good it looked. Yeah. Because well, I've seen Spine before. It did not look that great. It didn't impress me. I'm glad you saw that and you put it in words because you're better at that than I am. What? But, you know, just... Fuck you, Cannon. Yeah, fuck you, Cannon. Because, like, that's what I was trying to say before. Like, it's really cool, this over-the-shoulder yeah. perspective in these, like, huge, massive... Oh, yeah. It's so not, nice. like, this little tower and this little guy, like, I'm just going to attack this. It's this, like true like feet like dear god I have to fucking shoot this thing I hope it doesn't <laughs> attack me like yeah. so you I feel like more incentivized to not tower dive and do shit like that <laughs> yeah. so it's really interesting it's but, gonna be a really yeah I can't imagine purchase. tower diving in Paragon Paragon is it's gonna be what it's gonna be expensive especially if I start liking Smite cause you already are oh. like oh yeah. god yeah. yeah we're gonna have to I mean, change hey. everything if, <laughs> if, if she likes I will hands down I will drop Nine hundred dollars the next day. A new TV, new PS4 controllers, <laughs> the whole fucking like. I will blow a load to go fucking buy all this shit, and we will get it done. Like I, the next day, like, <laughs> the, the next day, I will fucking credit card that shit and pay it off over three months. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funniest thing about that to me is we were talking earlier. You're like, yeah, you know, if it's two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars, I'll, I'll buy it. Right <laughs> It's just like where are your priorities are. You're like, oh, my wife wants to play this fucking MOBA with me. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's all we'll do. We'll kind of rock the baby in between we, us. We'll have that, <laughs> yeah, we'll that little seat. It's gonna be weirdest shit still, I think. But it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be really cool. Well, we already I, wanted two fifty inches, so I mean, no, well, I know you're okay. gonna be sitting there playing. So we're already on the verge because we'd considered this when we moved right. into this house, getting the two fifty inches and just being able to play. Two different games and being able to play together, yeah. Because because that's where games have moved to. There's not a whole lot of couch co-op. There's more online co-op. True. God knows what that'll do to our Comcast bill, but fuck yeah. it. <laughs> but guess, fuck it. Yeah, we're like, gonna fucking screw you anyway. So yeah. we'll have and fun. We all be able to play together. <laughs> we yeah, can all play together. I'd be able to play together. With, play with you. That's a three v three right there. Yeah. Anyway, that's a different story. That's if she likes it enough, which you know we'll see when we get there. It's okay. I'll carry you guys. She's she's gonna play some Smite tonight. So the story behind that, we've mentioned it briefly several times now. Uh, I did get access to the Smite Alpha testing, which uh, I just got it this morning. Uh, I've been playing it all day, more or less. We we went and took a ride for a little bit because it was such a beautiful day outside. and kind of hung out, but in between... You've probably played it five or six hours. Yeah, I've probably played six hours today. Just here and there. And, I mean, that's tutorials and kind of like, right. how do you play this? And I've I've played one PvP game. So, to put that into perspective, five or six hours is not, not huge. You but. sound like an addict gradually relapsing. <laughs> That's what he is. He's like, yeah, no, it's it's only been like five or six hours. Like most of that was irrelevant. Like, I totally did I do did, stuff did, with my wife. I didn't <laughs> say it was irrelevant. I was saying that that's. I wanted to put that in perspective for my thoughts on the game. My yeah. opinions on it yeah, gotcha. have been mostly geared off played. of me fucking the shit out of AI. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they he, suck. He only tried crack once. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah, that it was one time. And I was a light bulb in the bathtub. Like, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of heroin, not a big deal. <laughs> okay, but even from an addict's perspective, like, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's pretty fun. I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, yeah. It... I, I really love this kind of over-the-shoulder perspective of the same idea, you know, of like, well, I'm going to be casting these spells, and so we were worried about the casting and then the movement, 
and it is the the left stick is going to be moving where you're targeting your spell, right stick is. and then the right stick you're still moving around, um, and then you can still shoot and stuff like when I played the hunter class, which is basically your AD carry. Uh, you know, you can run around and still be attacking using you know your right trigger and targeting your spells with your left stick. So basically, all your left stick really does is aim. There's not a whole lot of aiming up and down because, you know, it's, it's basically all linear. So yeah. it's one plane, you know, you're shooting at everything in front of you. Um, and, I mean, in the selection of the gods in Smite, you know, have, or, I mean, there's plenty. <laughs> there's a shit ton, really, um, to where this first day, you know, it starts you off with like 10. And I was like, well, this is cool, this is cool, I want to play this, play this. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I'd unlocked everybody. And, I mean... It was overwhelming. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah. uh, I just want to get to that one person. Like, because of that, I've kind of switched to one person I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I wanted familiarity. Because there's a lot of different things going on. Yeah. And there, and there's a lot of correlation between League and Smite and some of the characters. You know, I look at uh, some of these that I've been playing. And I'm like, well, okay, so that's basically like... Uh, I've been playing Neath, you know, and I was like, okay, so basically her ult is kind of like a Caitlyn ult, you know? Yeah, like, you can target somebody from really far away who's getting away and fucking... How does the targeting with that work? Is it like, you hit the button and it... You you hit the button and it goes into, like, a targeting mode, and then from there you can kind of, like, cycle through your targets, and then once you get to who you want, you press it again, and it fucking shoots it. I think a little bit of that, I saw some of the moves, with some of the Paragon videos I watched, one of them was kind of like a Shen ult. Okay. You know? Yeah. uh, You go to one person on the map and you I think when she comes in she like flies up and comes down where mm-hmm. they are and like deals damage in an area yeah and but it was it brings up and you can cycle between your team mm-hmm. and it was just like that I think that's just how it's going to be I wonder how that's going to work on PC uh, versus console I wonder if there's going to be like a cycle between that so I'm I'm really curious just to see like you can mm-hmm. I can sit here and theorize but whatever that's but, what I mean. Maybe even before you leave, I might try to let you play a little bit of Smite just to get a feel for it. Yeah, get an idea of what it feels like because it's really interesting. Um, now, like I said, the actives and the potions and stuff are really fluid as compared to that was some. The potions are fluid. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, like on League, you know, you're in your QWER, you know, kind of setup, uh-huh. and you got to kind of lift up to hit the one, two, three, four, five, six. And it puts you a little out of position, but it's not bad. But in the PS4, it just feels even more easy. Uh, just the, like you said, it's almost like a shift. You press that left trigger and you push the same as your spell buttons to just like, okay, well, I want to use this active real quick. I want to take this potion. What do the, the other triggers do and the, other, the, the two buttons? Your other triggers. So, off the top of my head, you know, I'm really bad about not having one in my hand and knowing... So right. your your spells are all cast your X PS4 gotcha. your X square triangle circle. Uh, your auto attack is triggered to your right trigger. Your left trigger is that shift button to use your square triangle circle X okay. to cast those actives or potions. And uh, your left analog stick is going to be more for your aiming, right more for moving. So whenever you switch to something to cast it, so like I want to cast my square spell which is a linear spell you press square you move it with the left stick to target it while you're moving with your right stick and then you press it again to cast it uh, so as clear as that can be it's no, so hard to talk about controls you yeah know? 
it, it's just it's They're, very whether or not it's intuitive. Because something I was concerned with about that was if it's something like almost like a smart cast, like as soon mm-hmm. as you hit it, it happens. That can be a little tricky if you're moving because you can't move mm-hmm. with the right stick and then come off that hit square, and you know it can kind of mess up your timing, your mm-hmm. aiming a little bit. But if you're aiming the spell with the left stick, that seems like very thought out. Yeah. Like no, I mean it's it's very. If you want to do that, you could right stick. You know, get where you want to position yourself. Cast, cast, and just be like right on top yeah. of it. That's really cool because uh, that was something I was really surprised to hear that the aiming was with the left stick because usually it's backwards. Mm-hmm. It's moving. It's a left stick, and aiming is right stick. That's how it is in most games. Uh, and that was something a lot of the people I've known that have had success with playing first person shooters being very uh, competitive have played it with this weird sort of claw method where they'll still have their thumb on the right stick and they'll be activating X, Y, whatever, not X, Y, obviously, but, uh, you know, X, triangle, circle, square, they'll activate that with their, their index finger. And that's so, like, because I tried to play that, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So Until you get used to it. That's like, everything's a matter of adjustment. That's true. That's true. That's very but, true. No, it's, it's definitely worth trying out, and Smite is coming to PS4, so that that's why I've been playing the alpha. Uh, they're looking at doing a beta in early March, and I think this summer is when they're looking at doing a full launch for Sweet. Smite for PS4. You know, And it'd be really interesting, because that was another big issue with playing League and stuff, was you know I'm sitting on or sitting at my desk playing League for a couple hours, and you know it's not interactive for anybody else. You know, when it's on the TV, it's a little bit easier for people to follow. It's a little bit easier for other people in the room to yeah. understand what you're doing. Yeah, to understand what's going on. Computer. Exactly. Yeah. You're not just sitting there screaming. Another thing that's really <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting. I'm there. sitting there screaming. Yeah, I care. But, but, yeah. Sometimes but, in league, you just have to. Oh yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But speaking of screaming, that's one thing that's interesting too about Smite is the chat system is you know it's all based over your PS4. Yeah. So you kind of have that instead of like, well, install Ventrilo, get everybody in this chat to talk about it. It's just, it's a lobby chat experience of, hey, I'm playing this game. Here's the lobby. Here's my headset plugged in. Let's all talk. Yeah. A lot easier communication between party members. You know what else I think that will affect is how toxic the community is. Yeah. Because that was one thing about League is it's easy to sit behind a keyboard and say you're a fucking piece of shit. You know? Oh, yeah. But when you have to sit there and actually tell somebody that, it's one thing to do it. In person, it's near impossible because mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of things I've seen. If like, you're a nice person, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, telling somebody that over a voice chat is a lot of a bigger deal because they can be like "fuck you," and then you're just in there screaming back and forth. Yeah, you know, it'll it, happen. It's not going to eliminate it, but it might it'll make turn. people think some twice. Think some twice. Think twice. Yeah, and, and that's another thing I have noticed playing too, especially the couple of co-op versus AI I've done and the one PvP I've done, is there's not there's less of a focus on everybody being little keyboard warriors and chatting. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, literally, how many times yeah. have you literally just stopped and sat on the fountain for minutes to hit enter and type a couple of things and do oh, this yeah. and this? And this is all like either you say it or you don't. You can either talk to them or you can't. Yeah, it doesn't interrupt your gameplay. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's definitely good. Because I've noticed, like, even if... Not me, because I, I don't do a lot of the, the keyboard talking. Like, I mm-hmm. just ignore it. Unless it's something relevant to the game, I just continue to play. You know, whatever. You can say whatever you want. You're not going to phase me. Yeah. But uh, I will notice my team, 
in league, if, if something like that gets going, you can see them get worse. Yeah. You oh, see exactly. that happen. Because yeah. oh. you're like, well, he's just fucking standing there. Instead of, he's wasting time. He's not getting back to his lane. He's, you know, missing many waves because he's sitting on the fucking fountain. And, and it creates that silver to gold kind of discrepancy. Yeah. You know, yeah, of, exactly. Oh, kind of like the silver players exactly. are closer to bronze in that perspective of just being like very focused on that on this like batting and forth and you get to these gold and platinum you know and challenger people and there's the chat going on and they just aren't really paying attention but it's kind of what you're focused on yeah and uh, it eliminates a lot of that good I'm excited but um anyway so <laughs> now that we're almost an hour in we can get to our topic of the evening it's funny that you're concerned about <laughs> how much we have to talk about it's, it's stretched this long yeah but I don't know. I think it's been good. What are we oh, saying yeah, right now? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, our topic of the evening is mythological creatures. Oh, yeah. Since, since, since we're talking about smite and gods and mythology and boom. Seamless. Seamless. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Seamless as it gets. <laughs> At least it rises. as we get. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about what some of our favorite mythological creatures were. <laughs> and more or less, I guess, the top three, because I think everyone basically agrees that dragons are awesome. Yeah. And dragons win. So <laughs> I kind of want to do, like, a two and three, you know, between each of us, and then we'll talk about what the coolest dragons are, which I have an opinion on. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I'm reading your bottom note here about some... Shitty creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I want to mention some shitty creatures. Yeah. Like the thing is, one of the ones that's marked there was on my list <laughs> for my top three. Well, I want to talk about why too, <laughs> and I thought that might happen. But <laughs> that's on my list too. What? The vampires and werewolves. Okay. Uh, I mean, no. Well, okay, so spoilers. The, the vampires and werewolves. Now that we're getting into spoilers about what was on my shitty list. That's not part of my shitty list. Gotcha. I don't think vampires or werewolves are shitty uh, mythological creatures. I think they're awesome and they're really interesting characters. I think they're overplayed. That's, that that's my I issue. I thought that was where you were going. That that's exactly where I was. like. So the other the other ones I'll get to in a few minutes are shitty. To add to that list of vampires and werewolves, zombies, zombies, zombies. exactly. Absolutely. I can't get into that anymore. Some people are fanatical about The Walking Dead. Well, that's I, because of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like it's ever done. But, yeah, that's fine. So, Dragons are number one. So, are we going right into... I'll go by number two, I guess, and then we'll go to <laughs> Brooks two. and then Nathaniel's number two. So, <laughs> my number two, for some reason, just what popped in my head when we thought of awesome mythological creatures that I really enjoy were griffins. Mm-hmm. And I've always okay. So I want I want to first throw out that I've always been really interested in Greek mythology. Greek mythology has always been kind of my vein of like, well, that's really interesting and that's really cool. Love the God of War series because of that, and I actually have an, a Greek mythology like book just full <laughs> of just like. Is it the Edith Hamilton? Um, I don't believe it is. I don't think so. Oh well, it'll, but irrelevant. It's somewhere on my bookshelf. It's irrelevant because he's. <laughs> but uh, I think I kind of have the bias towards griffins because they're actually part of my family crest. Okay. My, my family crest is literally like a three, it's a shield with a three divisions of 
a griffin head in each. So that's the best way to really describe it, you know, verbally. But um, I've always thought griffins were really neat, just kind of... And, and I even thought the hippogriffs were really cool in Harry Potter, <laughs> you know, and Birdbeak and all that. I, yeah. So Birdbeak. It's Birdbeak. Bird Whatever. <laughs> Come on. After a few beers, it's Buck Birdbeak, so... Yeah. The bird and horse. <laughs> the, the bird horse thing. Buck hoof. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I always really liked Griffins. I, I thought they were really neat. And I, I remember you talking about a D&D game where the guys had been playing for, like, years. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they rode around on. That was like their transport were fucking Griffins. Like, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would just be really interesting. But I always thought they were really just majestic and just overall really cool creatures to, you know, to bring to life. So, Oh, um, I think I'm going to do a Kraken. This is my number two. Ooh. <sighs> Kraken was part of my number three. Part Kraken of my was number my th- number two. <laughs> <laughs> you give your reasons and I'll get mine, then you give yours. Ryan. Okay. Okay. Well, first off... Have you ever seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movie? <laughs> One of the coolest depictions of a Kraken. Yeah, that was like, really good. Like that whole scene of just the fucking Kraken breaking the ship in half. Yeah, that was and, awesome. And kind of just, I don't know, I love sea creatures. And I really enjoy Norse mythology. I have a lot of friends that are really into the Nordic thing. So every time I hear like, but a Kraken though, that's like the best octopus. And you're like, that's not an octopus. And they're like, yeah, it is, kind of. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot cooler than an octopus. Yeah, yeah. it's Nordic. Nordic. Yeah. But, cool. I don't know. I just find them really interesting. And what is cooler than something that can just come up and just break a ship in half? Just just because. <laughs> yeah. The Kraken might be one that kind of goes over a couple of... Almost like the dragon. You know, and, sure. and that was something I wanted to talk about with the dragons was just the expanse that dragons go yeah. over. But... We will. I'm sure we'll put several minutes <laughs> of dragons when we get to them. But my thing about the kraken was, the, I think I, I feel like there's something very primal about the the kraken. Like if if that was a real thing, and that's how I like to think of these. Is like, mm-hmm. what would their impact be if it was real? If mm-hmm. it was out there, the kraken would to me would be one of the most terrifying things. Oh yeah, because the the size they are, and a lot of my like. Ideas about the Kraken come from D and D, and the the Kraken in there, and it is one of the scariest monsters in D and D. There's there's something about that. It's almost like a mystery, like deep space, the the deep oceans. Ocean, yeah. mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like it the, could, the Kraken could it, fucking I be mean, out there. Not necessarily a mythological. <laughs> <laughs> we have not disproven the. There are our squids the that are like. Yeah, huge. that's crazy. That was just just discovered. Like, that's one that terrible. was huge. Like. I went to the lake a lot when I was a kid, and you said <laughs> that was a kraken. No, you just went ten feet down to the lake. It gets dark. And it cold. gets cold. It is fucking scary. I know. And when you're swimming out there, just like floating in it, and you're like, it feels. You know, in your head, it's only like thirty feet. Mm-hmm. But it feels. God, if you're swimming thirty feet now, then you're already. No, no, no. You know, in your head that like the when lake you're is when you're floating on the top, oh, yeah. you know it's only thirty feet deep. But it feels. Ominous. It, ominous and infinite. Like, there's so many, like, you're, it's it's like in the dark. It's like, it's why the dark is scary. It's because you're, there's nothing, so your mind just fills it with the most terrifying things it can. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Kraken is so big to me. You can almost say that when you stare into the abyss, 
The, the abyss, abyss stares back into you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 why the Kraken really gets me because the idea that something, and a little bit like touching on my dragon perspective too, the fact that like humans are top of the food chain, we are the best. Uh-huh. There's there's nothing that like seriously threatens us as a predator at this point. What if they're fucking was? Like, <laughs> what if you're on a cruise ship? It's like okay, well the big. Things about being on a cruise ship where you have to be aware there could be a tropical storm, there could be threat of a kraken attack. <laughs> what if that was a thing? I mean, that's, yeah, that's awful. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, okay, they're, yeah, you know. I mean, something fought the the giant fucking sharks. Like, there's a something fought the giant shark. It's called Megalodon. Yeah, Megalodon. <laughs> okay, because you really know that. I know because the Victor Science Museum. When I was like, showing you, I go like, oh my god, there's a big one though, too. They have a huge mouth. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, but. Something had to fight those. Like. Yeah, something did have to fight them. Um, they would have taken over the world. <laughs> it's just packed. Something that big has to fight something that big. Yeah. It makes for a great story. I guess along that same idea, though, that you were coming with for the Kraken is kind of almost my thought behind it. It was almost just. The isolation. You know, you gotta think, if you're out there oh, yeah. on a boat, <laughs> you're, if anything does go wrong, you're fucked. You <laughs> like, have, like, five resources. Yeah, now. like, I have a harpoon gun, <laughs> and this dude with one eye and a peg leg, and <laughs> I got this hey. guy standing on the crow's nest, he's gonna be the first to go. Hey, that dude he always dies. <laughs> that dude with one eye has hell experience. <laughs> worked in Jaws. Yeah. No, have you seen Jaws? Hey, hey, hey Jerry rigged the shit out of some stuff and blew that shark out yeah, of the water. But that was the main character, the guy. We are talking about Captain Ahab, we're talking about Skipper. Like, the one eye equivalent character in that got fucking eaten. <laughs> After he survived, like, one of the biggest ship crashes. Yeah, but the point is he got eaten. I mean, you could Jerry rig something. I feel like if you were on a cruise ship, you had a lot of stuff you could do. I wonder how I would react in like that type of scenario. I'd be like, "Give me an oxygen tank." I've seen some movies. I'm gonna go scuba diving because there was a kraken ten feet away, but I got this. I want to see it. Probably, you know, that's why I relate a lot of stuff back to Jaws. That's probably what I would do if I saw a kraken. Yeah, <laughs> I will say one of the most terrifying things about the kraken. Or the long tentacles. <laughs> and I feel like the Kraken could just be this like itty bitty like little thing with huge tentacles. Yeah. And then you see it and you're like, is this really it? Like it's a mouth of tentacles. <laughs> their suction cups are said to suck, suck your face off, like in little yeah. yeah, but it doesn't say anything about their face. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like how small it is? It like they're tiny mouth. Well there's a lot of different like Look at a big mouth. It'd be a tiny head. In in some like theories the Kraken is this like just a giant, giant squid. It's yeah. huge. Got the tentacles. No, I'm, t- I'm not but, saying it is small. I'm saying it'd be oh, funny. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it'd be and funny then, if it's like a beholder with tentacles yeah. coming up. But I don't know how many people would get that reference. <laughs> the beholder with the eye socks. Anyway, uh, in, in the D&D, a, ten, a, a kraken is this like, it's huge, but it's not like a squid. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a bearded dragon looking thing. That is just enormous and lives under the ocean. <laughs> yeah. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's Either really way, horrible. the Kraken's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a solid number two. Even if it was just the mouth and it's like big enough to eat you, but only like maybe five feet in diameter, this little ball with tentacles. Still fucking terrifying. Still fucking yeah, scary. Because <laughs> it just comes up and just, the tentacle just whips up and takes you off the cruise ship. 
What are you going to do in the ocean? Or like the pirates. Like he's fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. It rips the ship in half. And I, and I, and I think that's one thing I loved about that was just the despair. Like it just kind of yeah. that just like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, you know, this thing is you literally don't. ripping yeah. the ship in half. And you're just like, well, this is how we go. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can run around and scream or you can take a shot. Like, this yeah. is how you're going to die. <laughs> Find the quickest route to death. Yeah. Not the Kraken. <laughs> no, you jump into the Kraken's mouth. Then you just... Well, then you get digested. Anyway. <laughs> it's a slow digestion cycle, but... Yeah. So, anyway, the Kraken was on my number three. And my number three, I am sorry to say that I lack decisiveness. And my my number three was <laughs> this numerous <laughs> list right here. That's it. But uh, a lot of it actually does come back to Greek mythology. I was just going to say that. I definitely noticed that with the next um, two for sure. And there's ones that I thought were really cool growing up, and one being the Cyclops, and the main reference I have for the Cyclops being the Iliad. Yep. And and the Iliad, that whole kind of Cyclops was just really interesting to me. Um, And the other one being the Minotaur. Uh, And those those three kind of all tied, I guess, from my last place. But I've always just thought Minotaur is just this giant bull man were kind of cool, you know. Uh, I think a lot of that does come from me playing Age of Mythology so much <laughs> in middle school and stuff. Yeah. And, and, I mean, they had Nordic mythology with giants and frost giants and all this, but they... And I didn't even play Greek that much. Honestly, I played Nordic, or Atlantean is what they called them, but they were the Nordic uh, settlements. Um, I played, oh, in Age of Mythology. In, in Age of Mythology. <laughs> I, I played them the most, but Greek mythology just always interested me. Yeah. And the thought of just minotaurs and the fucking labyrinth with, you know, this monster in the middle and just it being this half bull, half man, you know, just gory, fucking monstrous. <laughs> but, you know, I can't say it's believable. It's not that believable. But it's fucking, you know, like, it 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 scared me, I guess, in some ways. You know, it, it wasn't totally unintellectual, but... You know, it was also just this brute strength and human-sized, but yet hard to overcome. Yeah, enemy, and uh, I just thought that was a really interesting creature growing up. And the Cyclops was more along the same lines. You know, just this huge, one-eyed. It was never considered intellectual, really, in any perspective. But mm-hmm. just huge. It's all. It's almost the Greek giant. You know, kind of. Yeah. Perspective, and I thought that was. It's really the Minotaur or the Cyclops. The Cyclops. Yeah. You know, Min- sure. Minotaurs are more man-sized, yeah. just I mean, really strong. The way Odysseus overcame the Min- uh, the Cyclops, rather, was like, you know, cleverness. Yeah. You know, being creative. Yeah, that's why I said the, the, you know, they, they blinded they didn't, it and tricked it. They, they didn't. They didn't have the intelligence. And it's really some of the Minotaur stuff you hear. They're smart. Yeah, I mean, they they aren't stupid. You know, they yeah. they're smart and strong. And the they Cyclops just Harry big. Potter. Yeah. So, Harry Potter. There's a Minotaur in Harry Potter. Yeah. Where? Um, I can't remember which book it is. Uh. I don't remember this. That sounds exciting. <laughs> you bring it up and I put you on the spot because this does sound exciting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. How does it feel, Brooke? Oh no! <laughs> it feels like the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it on. Edit it out. Get it away. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I heard there no edit it Get it away. I don't think there's oh a. My gosh. What are the? You're talking about centaurs. Centaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing. 
No, fucking half the horse people. <laughs> centaurs almost on my list just because they, they got hooves. The centaurs are really smart, you know, and they're they're yeah. kind of the archers. And that, that's another just really admirable, admirable mythological creature. But, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, that was another one I I do think is really interesting. And I mean, almost made my list. Number three was really hard for me to fill. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can tell. But uh, anyway, Britt, what's your number three? Well. Talking to Nathaniel, I think I'll let him keep his number three to himself. I think I'm going to go with Water Horse, specifically the Loch Ness Monster. Oh my god. The Water Horse? Yeah. Uh, oh my god, there's a name for it. Shit. Nessie. Nessie. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Nessie, Nessie is different. Nessie, Nessie and the Loch Ness Monster are one thing, but yeah. there's, there's a water horse that like lures people... Oh my gosh! Continue. Continue. Sirens. Sirens were another one I yeah. almost added because I thought they were really cool. But I'm definitely doing the Loch Ness monster. You know, Irish Scottish thing. Like it goes along with the Kraken. It's all this thing. People have thought for you know hundreds of years that the Loch Ness monster was real, and they're still terrified of it. And everything. Everyone thinks the Loch Ness is in the water too, yeah. and like it's it's an amphibious monster, like. Yeah. There are claims to have seen it running across the road on the way, like, back to the lock, you yeah. know, so... And, like, people still swear. I mean, like, river monsters. <gasps> He's actually tried to go catch along this monster. And you know what he was going to do if he found it? Give him three fifty. He was going to give him three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you got? Uh, the water horse. What I was thinking of is there's there's Nessie. Yeah. Yeah. There's also something. It's a it's a Scottish myth. It's called the Kelpie. Yeah. Kelpie is a different thing. Kelpie often appears as a horse. That's what I was thinking of. And then it'll like drag people into the water and drown them. And that's what I thought you meant. I didn't realize. But then the funny thing is, I googled water horse and you found the, the movie, movie about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no wonder you got water horse. Like, what a strange name! It's so literal. Yeah, water horse. It's what it looks like, kind of with the long neck. No, it looks like a brontosaurus. They should have called it water brontosaurus. Water dinosaur. They should have given it three fifty, and it would have gone away to begin with. God damn! (laughs) So frustrating. I said monster. (laughs) Really, a lot of people speaking of my grandpa and everything. He still really believes in it. Yeah, like. He really does, and he's really into the ancestral thing. And I was like, I swear to God, if people like my ancestors have been looking for the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> I'm gonna be really pissed at them. I think if anyone's ancestors have been looking for the Loch Ness monster, Probably it's not. a good chance it's yours. <laughs> I was say, like, if I had some free time and I was over there at the Loch, I'd be like, I got some I steaks. Got, I, I, I got the three water. Three, I'll fish with it. We can see what we can get. I hate you. It's three times. <laughs> no, three four times. times. Four, Four times. times. Oh man, you went half. It's all just three fifty. It's round it up. It's three fifty. Hey. <laughs> throw some sticks. I'm poking them hard. I'm like, are you in there? No. Okay. I just... love South Park. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's definitely. I think Kraken was was Kraken number two. Yeah. I yeah. beat Stick of Truth, by the way. Speaking of South Park. No, we're not speaking of South. Park. <laughs> I did finally beat Stick of Truth. So. Let's keep yeah. on this I think topic. Kraken was my number two. I think number one was. Or number three was werewolves. Almost same same thing as the dragon. Like imagining it as a real thing, mm-hmm. just being out in the woods and hearing like a howl and knowing, oh my god, you know. And even wolves sort of evoke this fear 
That's why they were hunted to extinction in the United States. Is this dominant predator that can, if you're in its territory, you could get killed and eaten by it. Real fast. Real fast. And the werewolf, especially there's a uh, there's a Dresden Files book, uh, the second book in the series called Fool Moon. And there's several different types of werewolves described in that book. Uh, the the big bad werewolf of the book is called a Lugaru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lugaru. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a it's a French word. Yeah. Uh, so who cares? Lugaru. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Ramus and Romulus, they were raised by a wolf, and they are the ones who found him. Ramus, Lupin, Lupin. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, just God, imagine being in the woods and hearing like, oh, that was a terrible wolf howl, but. That, but much more intimidating. <laughs> no, I really, I really enjoy that you put that perspective on it too. Or just like that, that level of thought of like, imagine reality. This being there, yeah. yeah. And a lot of thoughts. Like, I have something pulled up right now. It's been translated all the way back to ancient Greece. Like, they thought that you became a lupin liking anything like that by eating wolf and man flesh together and then you were just a werewolf. werewolf. Oh, that's, it's that easy? Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> I mean, Sounds I, sweet. I've heard of various Second ways to become a werewolf, you know, through various different mythologies here and there of, you know, the if you find a wolf print and you drink water from the wolf print, yeah. you become a werewolf. And then, of course, there's being bitten and, I mean... The werewolf is another one that goes back for a long time. Yeah, you know, and it goes back further than vampires and stuff. Everybody's always been afraid of the wolf because it's wolves are smart. They're smart. They're out in the night yet again. Like that's going to be something everybody's terrified of. Yeah, they're terrifying. I would want to be one. Like you would. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't you want to be one? I don't know, but I mean, you got to think if if that would be really painful to like. Especially isolating, especially, or I I guess specifically on the full moon. You know, it's like, well, I gotta sit inside tonight, guys. Like, I could become a wolf and eat your throat. I'm sorry. Like, you can't take me out. It's not like you can just hang out in your room either. (laughs) What is a door to a werewolf? I mean, a lot of them, yeah, they say how painful it is, but they also say, like, after you've done it so many times and you've hit maturity with turning into, it's like a snap of a finger. Almost. I'd be down if I could do it at will. Yeah, if, I, if you could do it at will. And <laughs> if you I could just hurt, decide to turn it into a werewolf. Really, you want a bar fight? Really? really, you want to start some shit? If you, you control it, if you could make like wolf hand and like fucking like. I don't know. Yeah. The lupin. <laughs> wolf hand, go. Go, go get your wolf hand. This, <laughs> is, this is literally turned into an anime. You have to like announce your attack. Wolf hand attack! Like. The lupin from Penny Dreadful. That's like my favorite depiction I've seen in recent years. Yeah, Penny and Dreadful, all in all, is a really interesting depiction on a lot of mythological. Bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah, that's not really mythological. That that is more like just book book fiction kind of. Yeah. It's got Dorian Gray and it's got your Frankenstein. But it has your vampires and it's got your werewolves and it's got your witches and. So I mean, it's got a lot of those elements, and they're done really artistically with that kind of English, you know. London twist to just the really natural feeling organic werewolf, organic Frankenstein of just this creature who is living and is really assert like looking to live 
you know, but he's alive, you know, kind of thing. It, it's it's really interesting. Penny, Penny Dreadful is an interesting show. Yeah, I, I really it, like different really cool. depictions. Like they have it not as like the uh, Hound of God. Like to, I just love how werewolves translate into so many different ages and time periods mm-hmm. with such respect or such fear of them. Right. They they really do. I mean, they they they're ageless. You know, there's like vampires, and, then, and that's another thing that comes back with vampires. You, you, you look at Blade, and then you look at like Catherine Bathory, uh, Nosferatu, Dracula, yeah, Nosferatu. You, you know, Dracula. Uh, Interview with him. Vladimir. Vlad the Imperial. Yeah. yeah, Dracula. That's right. Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that was a real dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, I, I mean, yeah. No, yeah, but he didn't. But, uh, go <laughs> that fucking existed. That's yeah, crazy so is Catherine yeah. So did Dracula. Yeah. What? So did Dracula. <laughs> but, I mean, Interview with a Vampire is another one. I think Interview with a Vampire really shows kind of the agelessness of it, of just the, that was know, really like, cool. back to, you so know, candle lit, you know, here's this and this, and then, like, here's... You know, like, New Age. Blade really shows, like, the new, like, club scene, like, really underground kind of empire of this vampire organization. Yeah. Rip. Who oh, are really interesting. Who are you talking about? Catherine who? Bathory. Catherine Bathory. I've never heard of her. She was a countess that would actually... She was very, very, very concerned with her looks and would take her chambermaids that were virgins and bleed them and bathe in their blood. And she eventually, like, got caught and was sentenced into a tower. Because she was insane. Like, she was taking... I mean... What's your definition of insane? Like, yeah. Like, that's was, on the edge. <laughs> I mean, I believe it was over hundreds of these girls that she was taking that worked for her and was, like, just bleeding them into a bathtub and would coat herself in the blood to make herself Good more youth, youthful. Yeah. And that's one thing I really love about the vampire... vampire Vampirism, yeah. yeah, like it's a really weird word. <laughs> vampirism. After you hear vampire so many times, you go like, back and they said it's like anemia could have been the cause of what started that myth of people not having enough iron in their bodies, so they were trying to get iron from blood of other animals. I mean, there's tons of stuff. I hate what it's, it's really like. interesting. I've never heard that theory before, but that's really interesting. That's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, yeah, because anemia. I mean, it's really common. Yeah, and back then, what would you have done to treat it? They didn't exactly. You you eat meat. Yeah, it's common enough that it's a tool now. And and then you got to think, especially you know, something I've learned from researching pregnancies and stuff is the body will really seek out what it needs. Or you know, in pregnant women, it's what the baby needs. So, like a lot of your cravings and stuff are actually explicable through human need. So you got to think, like, if you're anemic, don't have any, like, cure medicine or anything to take, and your body's going to seek out what it needs. It's going to crave meat. So, I mean, that that's a really interesting theory. That and really it cool. would drive people crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, being yeah. that anemic. That's why I Severe was, anemia. Yeah. You know. I, I was diagnosed with it. I've had it since, you know, I was probably 10 or so. So that was one of the reasons I thought it was so cool. To get into it. <laughs> Maybe she's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't stab you in your neck when you were sleeping yet. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. well, okay. I guess let, let's talk briefly about dragons. No, I have my number one. <laughs> yeah, his number one. Oh, are you, uh, my number one's dragon. I thought everyone's number oh, one. Oh, no, was no. Dragon. I assumed dragons was, like, separate from the list. Oh, oh so, so you had it made a full list. You did a top three beyond dragons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's how we uh, made it on. My number one <laughs> was. The Fae. Okay. The Fae. The, like, 
I would just say fairies, but that sounds gay. Fairies. Well, fairies. People write people fairy, write fairies off, but the the fae I'm talking about are uh, specifically. Uh, are you doing D and D associated? No, associated with two two books. I actually like these books' perspectives on it so much more that I subbed out the D and D lore for fae with these books, mm-hmm. the Dresden Files, which I've mentioned, and the Kingkiller Chronicles, I've also mentioned. Yep. Both incredible series, but. In this, the the Fae aren't like. There are some like this, but they aren't like the little like sprites and the shoemaker elves and shit yeah. like that. No, I mean they're they, fucking vicious. They are terrifying. <laughs> they are big and scary, and they a lot of them embody like natural parts of the cycle, like winter and summer. There's the winter and summer court, but the big thing that appeals to me about them is the fact that it, it's almost like a magical realism thing mm-hmm. of like. Again, back to how they'd be in our world, but just imagine like going for a walk in the woods and making a, a left turn into Fey, and now there's like all this into all the Fey realm, yeah. into like, the Fey realm, yeah. And that even has no spoilers, but it has some implications for our D and D group right now. But <laughs> and it, to the point where I, I've incorporated into that because I love it so much, and I love the idea. That's that's always been my one of my favorite things is a normal person who's just tossed into this world. That's why I loved Harry Potter so much. That's why The Magicians is really cool. Because it you take someone who is just living this normal day-to-day life and you put them in this... All of a sudden, like, something happens and they just get put into this world. Mm. They, they're totally new to them and unknown. And That's why the the Chronicles of Narnia, another yeah. great example. You, you go to find somebody, you end up in You this, walk through a wardrobe yeah. and you are in a different world where time does not work. To, oh my God. It's incredible. It's beautiful. I, I love it. And I think that's why the Fae, the fae appealed to me so much. Because it represents the fame because it turns your realism into your fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 it's your literal link between the two, so that becomes your number one. Yeah. I, I like it. No, that's totally respectable. No, like, I, I, I appreciate I, I, that. That is, that is really why I think I chose it. Yeah. You're exactly right. Like, going and taking a little a turn, and you're in the basically the wear court. That would be terrifying. Yeah. That would crazy. be absolutely you'd terrifying. Probably, you would probably die. And right. that is. Okay, so. The the quickest response that comes to me because we watched it recently because of David Bowie and uh, uh, the Labyrinth and and the I guess you know like the little sprites and stuff and that they were assholes you know like <laughs> yeah. they, they they were more in, in that reality they were viewed more as a an insect or you know like a pest you know and he's running around trying to spray them down with this like anti fairy stuff but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just this fact that like they sit there and they fucking bite you and like, you know, they're they're assholes. They they are like these Tinkerbells and right. Thumbelinas and shit like that. Like they're they're fucking yeah. vicious. Like they there's, do what they can to hurt you, even yeah. if they're small. Like there's that side of it. There's there's the medium ones. There are the little fucking like shoemaker girls and shit. Mm-hmm. But then there are also like Titan- Titania and Oberon and yep. the the big like leaders of the court. Mm-hmm. They are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Again, because that sense of just like, you are not the top dog here. They are absolute power. They are the embodiment of the season. They are in the embodiment of that like natural urge. All those things. It's, it's so hard to put into words, but again, the Dresden Files, I'm going to recommend these two, because the Dresden Files specifically is where I get uh, a lot of this, and I very much love how he describes them. The Dresden Files? The Dresden Files. It's okay. about a magical detective, basically. There's there's fucking 16 books now. Yeah. It's it's so good. 
Uh, and then a little bit of the, the just stepping into the next world is from the King Killer Chronicles because there's one point of like there's a way the, the mortal realm and the Feyen realm interact. Uh, that's why uh, the second book in that series is called A Wise Man's Fear because they talk about there are three things that all wise men fear and that's uh, a sea and a storm, a night with no moon, and the anger of a gentleman. Those are the things all wise men fear. And the second one has to do with the interaction between the worlds, but it's, oh my god, it's so cool. Like, I feel this from deep in my soul. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. The, the fate realm, everything in it is just, it is amazing. And it's cool, just like that, you know, like walking through the woods and... It's there. <laughs> you know, I mean, the fate realm is like an acid trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, sparkles and... I've never gotten that deep into it about, like, these, like, oh, yeah. titantuous, like... You, you should. Know, gargantuan and, like, titanic kind of yeah. sized fate. I mean, that's interesting. Like, it really is. Um, yeah. And, 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 and I mean, do you know where that, where that base is from? Like, uh, what... Titanian what? Oberon, uh, I believe it's from a Shakespearean... Yeah, that, okay. that one is... That's from Titanian Oberon, and then... Uh, there's one that starts with a P that I can't remember what I'm talking about. He's the armor of the Fae, basically. But a lot of that comes from Shakespeare. That's so, where it started. So it's a relatively, relatively new sure. mythological yeah, yeah, yeah. creature. I mean, Shakespeare, a lot of people think Shakespeare's like, oh, so long ago. It's really not. I mean, yeah. And it, I, I, perspective. I believe that's correct. I yeah. do not hold me to Okay, no, I'm not, I'm not holding it. I'm just curious. Yeah. But uh, that's one of the things I found so interesting about dragons is dragons... They scope back yeah. across from Asia to everywhere. Europe, everywhere. I mean, they, there are literally depictions of some kind of dragon in some way across all roots of mythology and human existence. You know, yeah. like any recorded existence basically goes back to this. And uh, I just thought that was one of the reasons. I think it was that same Dragons documentary we've probably all seen you know, when we were younger. <laughs> the History that, Channel one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. Now, I didn't, I didn't love it because, oh, it makes dragons seem real because it applied a knowledgeable and intellectual yeah. perspective to, like, how else could this single mythological creature go from China to Europe, you know, like Eastern Europe, you know, to all these different things that in between that people didn't talk. You know, like there wasn't there wasn't, you know, these guys over in far east Asia talking to like far west Europe to talking about <laughs> dragons, you yeah. know. Hey, have you heard to, about these dragons? <laughs> yeah, like we came up with these really cool creatures. So that was basically the root behind it was well if if it's so widespread, then what could these be based off of? Did yeah. literally everyone just think, oh, this little lizard could be something really cool and terrifying? Or, like, was it really something that could have existed? And, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit about this in our first podcast. Um, about you, you saying that you had read a little bit about, about dragons and you wanted to convince everybody that dragons Oh, were... yeah, was that what, uh, how we discovered we were <laughs> yeah. dragons? Yeah. Yeah, that was my dumbass. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's not even, it's... When you're 8 or 10 and that's what you're exposed to and that's what you see, then you're like, hey, have you guys heard about this? This perspective and there's science. I so wanted it like, to be real. Yeah. Because, God. I mean, oh, it, that would be cool. I still want it to be real. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, there's no denying that. I 
22 years old and I would really love to see a dragon. I would love for it to be real. I mean, I would probably piss my pants if I saw it. But you piss yourself, but yeah, I guess I might with, piss on somebody else. With all these various depictions of dragons, if we had to kind of narrow it down or discuss minutely about dragons, uh, what what would be some of your favorite depictions of those dragons? Like, one that I loved, I don't know if this would be one of my favorites or not, probably, honestly, would be Aragon. And I never finished the series, but I read the first book when Christopher Paoloni first wrote it. And I was in middle school, probably 6th or 7th grade. And uh, I read Aragon, and I mean, it's a really interesting, you know, just this, like, egg. You know, and, like, it's just yeah. this egg that's left, and next thing, no, you have a dragon. Yeah, and it's... It, and I guess that that almost brings it a little bit to the realism level. Well, these things could have once existed. That'd be terrifying if they still existed, which is why Reign of Fire is another really cool depiction of dragons. Oh, yeah. Of if they had still existed. And, you know, but if they didn't exist on that scale. Right. Uh, you know, if there were still just one or two in these, like, petrified but still living eggs, which I'm not defending the reality of dragons, but I'm saying that that... If there were one or two, you know. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones is really good about that. These terrifying, like, reality-shifting creatures. They're a big fucking deal. But yeah. there's only three. Three. You yeah. know. So, I, I think that's really interesting of this, like you said, bringing it back to reality, but also reducing the scope. So, like, if there's one Kraken out there, you know, or yeah. that, three that, dragons. That's what makes them great. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's really what makes them incredible. Every universe that I've delved into, whether it be, you know, movies or books or whatever, that's what makes them exceptional. Because mm-hmm. they, ex- they are literally exceptional. They are maybe two in the world. If there's one Kraken in the world, it's that, like, holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit! This is the—it's a rare event to for it to happen. It's not like if if you get like a rain of fire thing when like dragons are just fucking crawling out yeah. holes in the ground over there. That'd be horrible. Yeah, that sucks. That, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's why people that don't see very many deer think deer are awesome. Deer are shitty. <laughs> deer are terrible. I always hit one every day when I'm coming up. No, those, yeah, those deers are trying to fuck. I see deer all the fucking time. They're boring. They're rats. They're, they're giant rats. <laughs> yeah, but if I had never seen a fucking deer before, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, this so majestic creature!" <laughs> exactly. Now I throw rocks at deers now. I, uh, just want, I wouldn't want to be that way with dragons. <laughs> you throw rocks at deers now. You you wouldn't want to be that way with dragons. <laughs> dragons will fucking kill you. Deers will run away. A dragon will eat you. Deers. Deers will run away. Deer. 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 I don't think a dragon would notice if I Deers don't and rock scares him for you. <laughs> <laughs> dragon, no, it probably would notice. Probably still eat you though. I wouldn't doubt that. I feel like that's a fair thing. My favorite depiction of dragons is a fantasy series called by Robin Hobb. Uh, dragons, again, they are super rare. Just like you uh-huh. saying, there are there is literally one in this whole world. And, uh, she has a whole series based on this. Of she goes into the dragons like life cycle like they they start as these sort of sea serpents mm-hmm. they swim up the river they nest or they they make these like cocoon things they come out as dragons and they're also very like highly intelligent like mm-hmm. to an exceptional degree they are literally one tier above people and it is expressed over and over they are smarter 
They are faster. They have longer memories. They are they are the apex predator of the world. That's another interesting depiction that you see sometimes with dragons is like your smog. You know, like yeah, just as intellectual, like can communicate and speak and yeah, you know, and, and that that's another just. There's so many various depictions that's, of dragons. That is one of my favorite depictions, not from the movie, from the book. When I was reading uh-huh. the book when I was a kid and reading about smog. I had chill bumps, you know, like it. Yeah, like it's scary. It was terrifying, Crazy. and then I remember watching it on the VHS, like mm-hmm. copy of it. It was, it was crazy. The animated. Yeah. Yeah. And then I loved Merlin. The, oh the, yeah. The BBC like television show John it's a great Hurt. Show. Yeah. Uh, the John voice Shirt of a dragon. Yeah. Like John Shirt, John Hurt. How could you not love that? Yeah, <laughs> but, he's great. I really uh, just think that dragons. They'll either be horribly mean, or you could find that one really like wise one. You could <laughs> ask advice to you, like John Hurt's dragon. <laughs> I would love to talk to John Hurt's dragon. I don't know. I'd love to talk to John Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I don't know what I'd say to him. I'd be like, "You're really, you're really cool. You're an underappreciated doctor." <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, I love the medieval dragons, though. Like, yeah, strictly. Yeah. That's, I do. Oh, that's where my heart lies. You reminded me of another depiction, like. Okay, so I'd say my top ones are probably The Eyes of the Dragon by Stephen King, which in that I still one, read that. in that one, they're literally just, they're, I mean, they're beasts. You know, they're just wild beasts, and it's kind of this medieval fantasy of them going down and hunting these dragons, and, you know, they're mounted on their wall as kind of these creatures. And I really like that one, but I would have to say my favorite and kind of what I had set coming into this was probably Dragonheart. Oh, yeah. And, man, I love the Dragonheart dragons. Wow, Dragonheart. Holy shit. There's three of them now. I've seen the first two. And that was my childhood, like, this is really cool. Yeah, you know, like, that never-ending story, like, Falcor and just all that. Like, I... But Dragonheart... I don't know. Like, there's just something about it that just struck those heartstrings. Yeah, uh, dragon uh, heart shirt. dragon hey! heart <laughs> But, you know, in, in the fact, like, you know, their one vulnerability was this, like, heart that they had to, like, you know, show to you, like, basically give to you for you to be able to... Uh, <laughs> that That's what I've just always really appreciated, you know, as a dragon depiction. And there's so many more. Like, we could honestly spend an entire episode discussing different dragons. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, yeah, and just, like, the different kind of cool similarities between each and you know what what each one brings to the table but from <laughs> from everything from, from everything from eyes of the dragon and just being beasts that you hunt to smog being intellectual like you know challenging your intelligence uh, something I think that makes smog stick out in a lot of people's minds especially people who've read The Hobbit is Benedict Cumberbatch People who have read The Hobbit, (laughs) most of all, no, there's a storytelling aspect at play there, and you see it a lot in horror movies. Mm -hmm. The best horror movies, you don't see the monster a lot. Yeah. You see the monster maybe just a little bit at the end, and Mm -hmm. even then only briefly, and that's what makes The Hobbit and Smell so memorable. Is that you hear about him? The whole you hear book. about him the entire book from literally like the, the first chapter. You hear about this dragon and you hear about him and you hear about him and 
care about him and how evil he is. And holy fuck, he talks. Holy fuck. Yeah. Now Smaug is talking to Bobo. Bilbo. Bobo. <laughs> Bilbo. Like, what the fuck? It's such a, such a huge moment. The, fir- the first thing Smaug says is just incredible. Oh my god. And that, that storytelling thing, the, the big final reveal. Oh god. And you don't it's expect so it through great. the Hobbit for him it's to talk. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, that that is, I think, my favorite dragon. Probably just from reading the book. Yeah. And just having that. That's your favorite specific dragon? Yeah, probably that. Just that crucial memory. Because I, I love Lord of the Rings. I love the Hobbit so much. So that that's always going to stick out. <laughs> oh gosh. I got really deep into uh, bothering one of my classmates about it the other day. Uh, I started talking to her about Lord of the Rings lore. <laughs> and I got way, way deep into it. And speaking of being really deep into it, uh, there's a dragon that's mentioned called Ancali on the Black. He's only mentioned in the Fellowship. Uh-huh. Uh, at the point where Gandalf is talking about how to destroy the One Ring. He said that Dragonfire can melt it, but he says Dragonfire could not melt the One Ring, not even Dragonfire, of Ancali on the Black. I looked this motherfucker up. He is like double the size of Smaug. Wow. He is the biggest dragon that's ever existed. And he is like a god of dragons. And just the thought of like, holy shit, Smaug is a little motherfucker. Of these guys. <laughs> Even in Lord of the Rings, like he is the, the end of a race. Like he they're they're waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's kinda like the weak remnant, so Yeah. Can you fucking imagine something like that? In our world now? Holy shit. If if, if I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah, I can't make it to work today. There's a dragon terrifying I-24. <laughs> yeah, Damn it's it. hard. Traffic's well, really backed up because of the fucking dragon. <laughs> we couldn't have any gold jewelry. Dragon would terrorize everybody for that. Like, yeah, exactly. They chase you down. Yeah. Susan B. Anthony coins would be just gone. Yeah. Dragon collect all those. Susan B. Anthony coins would be just gone. <laughs> That's the big. That would be a catastrophe. Yeah. There's a coin collector listening to this right now, going, "No." Okay, that's oh just God, it's a nightmare. They, they do. They take their orders. They they eat gold. <laughs> so anyway, since y'all brought it up before, or else I probably wouldn't even mention it. Some shitty creatures <laughs> from y'all. I did this. I did this. We already covered two of your shitty creatures. Oh, no. no I want to see why. Okay, Werewolves and Vampires was one, and that was one because they're so overexposed. Why your first one there? Um, okay, so unicorns. <laughs> so Unicorns are terrible. <laughs> why are unicorns terrible? I just feel like there's nothing that special about them. Their blood is special. Okay, see, yeah. I, so, can, I can feel myself right now, like, as soon as I saw that... I'm taking the opposite perspective. Yep. <laughs> I'm awesome. just thinking of like how I could argue for unicorns. Okay, so let's see here. So honestly, you're thinking of a real, a reality applicable animal. If unicorns existed, <laughs> what makes them so special is that they're so special and so rarely seen. Yeah. So if you saw a unicorn, you'd be like, "What's a fucking unicorn?" Like. And and they're basically like a rhino fucked a horse and made this creature with I don't a horn. Think you know what a unicorn is. Like. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. Counterpoint. If you remember that book I read that made me the nerdy person I am now was a convincing argument for the existence of dragons and unicorns. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, yeah, I'm an expert in unicorns. Yeah, what you want to know? I'm the only one. <laughs> 
But no, I, I, I really don't feel that strongly. <laughs> I, say, I don't feel strongly yeah, about no, it. No, no, no. I just thought it was funny. I just thought because it was funny unicorns. to build up this huge argument. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I, th- I, th- I do think it's really cool that the reason they're special is because they're special. That that is that is still cool because like, if honestly, if I see a raccoon. I fucking freak out. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen a raccoon in months. If I saw a unicorn, you, I'd never shut the fuck up about it. I would tell everybody I knew that I'd seen a unicorn. That is fair. I would yeah, <laughs> that's why, I swear to God, this is why the Sasquatch people are so crazy. Because there's one dude that saw something that looked like a Sasquatch, and he just swore <laughs> that he'd seen a Sasquatch. That's why they go so ape shit about it. That's the same thing with I'm the half convinced. I'm half convinced that Sasquatch are real. Because they're so convinced they are. <laughs> and I'm just like, shit, I want to believe it. <laughs> like, I don't want to believe that they're just fucking crazy. That, you but know, I, guess, I guess that's my main argument for unicorns. It's just that they're special because they're special. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, is it really not? It's a horse with a horn. And then the no, second no, no, no. one. Uh, <laughs> the second one that yeah, I had on here. Transitioning into your next one. Yeah. <laughs> Chimera. Which, I just thought Chimera... They just look funny. They look like <laughs> they, they, they look like the creative directors got really confused. Like, let's put a lion with a snake with a fucking giraffe on its back. Like, fucking do this. Chimera themselves are cool because they can randomly like breathe fire and shit. But it's it's just like the creative directors got yeah. really confused and like just on the page. I think and that, smeared it together. I think the funny <laughs> thing about Chimera is that. It's a dragon, a lion, and a goat. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're just so fucking... They're just randomly thrown together creatures of, like, yeah, this will be cool. Like, yeah. But your description of it was totally off from what it actually is. You got a giraffe on its back. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Giraffe, <laughs> dragon, like... You're, like... you're throwing three darts on the board. You got two of them on... Fuck it. The last one hit the wall. Is that but not, you're fine. But Chimera. Okay, so Chimera, like <laughs> as an overall description, you know, like Full Metal Alchemist. A Chimera is heartbreaking. Yeah, the heartbreaking. It yeah. tears your heartstrings. But that, I mean, that's like the girl mixed with the dog, and it's basically just like a mix between creatures. Yeah. And that's all it is. Like that's what it is. It's like this, like just mutant mutant creature of. Well, the thing is, Chimeras are real. <laughs> Chimera is a real thing. Uh, chimerism, anyway. Uh, it's it's something to do with. You got really ominous when you said when, that. Yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, when when twins are being created, uh, you can you can literally have two sets of DNA, two completely different sets of DNA. Yeah. And it's something to do with, you know. Obviously, I'm not a fucking biologist. I'm a cook at Red Lobster. Oh really? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Could have me. Yes, yeah. Do you have this crazed look in your eye? Like I just. Yeah, you should be used to that. <laughs> he knows. He knows what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> but that is a real thing. That is a real thing. Is uh, a lot of them will have almost two different skin tones mm-hmm. because one set of DNA is distinctly different than the other set of DNA. Funny thing is, they'll often have similar sets of fingerprints because fingerprints are formed differently than that. But chimerism is a real thing. 
It really changed the tone of this podcast. <laughs> you, got really, you got oddly seductive with that last part. Like, da, 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 da. did I? Yeah, like you really, like you were really into this twin thing. Like, I hope I have twins one day. Oh, well. <laughs> I hope you don't have twins because God, we can't handle two more Nathaniels in yeah. the world. I hope I don't have twins either. Does anybody have any other like just strangely? Well, okay. From their perspective, shitty creatures. Because that's all that was, is my perspective on what I didn't think were the best creatures uh, of mythology's creation. Shitty creatures. No, I think the ones that come to mind are the ones that are, are really played out, I feel like, are done. Yeah. I think and, the, and that the was rarity separate. is special. And I wanted to separate that, because werewolves, vampires, all that, are very cool. They're awesome creatures. They're just overplayed. Overplayed. Yeah. And, and, you know, very <laughs> worn thin. See, the more we talk about this, I feel like we could come up with... We could do an hour-long podcast about this. Oh, yeah. Because we could come up with so many We've ways. Done an hour and 45 minutes This is our longest podcast about this. This is our longest podcast, but we are very adamant about creatures. You know, I feel like you could... There's so many different ways to define them, like how they're mm-hmm. portrayed, how they're... Yeah. You know, what what their basis is. We could do an entire mythological oh, yeah. creatures podcast. No, and, and this, was, this was Brooke's, you know, question she posed. to kind of like, what's everybody's favorite mythological creature in... I thought that was immediately an awesome idea. And that's that's a great topic. I, I yeah. wanted to jump on that because I feel like she did a really good idea. Yeah, because I have super but, strong opinions. Yeah, well, yeah, Every, everybody does. I just want to point out, like, I've noticed it a little bit more tonight. When you're passionate about something, you're really, really loud. But when you're really passionate and you've, like, you get fond it, fond <laughs> it, like, held it in your hand, like, baby, this for, like, years. Like, your love for dragons... You got yeah. so quiet. Until we start like, doing video podcasts, no one will appreciate this little like, speech. <laughs> you got him so quiet and just so... But I, like, <laughs> you just want to touch it tenderly when it, you're talking about that's, it. That's because it's the closer and closer it gets to my soul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. See? Okay. Exactly my point. Because it's something like... You you know, put when it I was talking you. about the fade, this is something I want to talk about very seriously. And Brian wants me to end this <laughs> diatribe. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the, the closer we get to this, the more convoluted okay, it gets. Okay, one minute and 45. So, no, not one minute. One hour and 45 minutes. Go ahead. Take it away, Ryan. I'm taking it away. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's shout out to Mimicry. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to give another quick shout out to Mimicry just for that awesome intro he gave us again. And uh, I really do appreciate that. And y'all should definitely go check him out. Uh, SoundCloud.com backslash Mimicry Official. And definitely worth checking out. He has some awesome music out there. We might try to get another one of his songs on another episode so y'all can get a taste of how good his music is. You can get a taste of how good it is. Uh, while you're out there looking in your browser at SoundCloud.com backslash Mimicry Official, Go ahead and change that backslash to Nerd Level 9K and check out some of our podcasts. Ooh. And, Ooh. and go to Zang. and change it to patreon.com backslash nerd level 9K and check us out on there where we're gonna have it for free now again past Wednesday when it's available on iTunes. It's available on iTunes on Wednesday. And don't forget to check out Twitter at NL9000 and Instagram, Nerd Level 9K. And we're on Facebook. Man. And we are on Facebook as well. Nerd Level 9K. Just go check us out. Just search it. Just Google it. Just look us up. See what you can find. If you find us, Whew. you'll know it's us. Whew. 
So I was like, some freestyle jazz. Yeah, <laughs> freestyle jazz with Ryan at 109.9, the nerd level 9000. 109.9. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is Ryan signing out. This is Brock. This is Nathaniel. That's Good another night. episode in the books. Thank you, guys. <laughs>